Well, awesome. His and hers, night two. You guys excited about tonight? Uh, I want to see something. Who, who, how many of you guys, if this is your first his and hers, raise your hand. Your first his and hers. Okay. There you go. Wow, dang. How many of you guys, this is your second his and hers? Lift up your hand. All right. All right, this is the real deal right here. How many of you guys, this is your third his and hers? Whoa! Dude, that is awesome. Dang. I remember our first his and hers, there was eight people, and uh, two of them were known mercy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we met at the 24-7 room. But, man, it is, uh, it is good. Today is going to be a little different. Today is going to be a conversation. I want us to picture that we're in the table, right, that we that we're at the dinner table and that we're going to have a conversation. And, and it's not going to be a full, uh, a full message tonight, but uh, one of the things that Kirsty and I, uh, as we started the Hills College, I said it last week, and I said, one of the biggest priorities in our ministry, I want us to talk about things that other people aren't willing to talk about. I want us to make certain things that every year thing, and his and hers, one of those things that we want to create a space where we can talk about relationships, where we can talk about being single, we can talk about being dating, where we can talk about sex, we can talk about marriage, we can talk about parenting. Why? Because I believe with all my heart, if we don't speak from here, you're going to hear it out there. And either way, either way, so we say, you know what, what if we create a space, what if we create a time where we can come and I can just be totally vulnerable, not holding anything back, in order for us to speak and to seek what God has to say about marriages. Because guess what? He invented it. So don't you think we should hear from the creator itself what he has to say about your relationships. What he has to say about your dating. What he has to, to say about your sex life. What, what, what is he saying? I don't know. Somebody like, oh, say that, that word says, can we say something else? No. We can't. But, but in a minute, Kirsty, my beautiful bride, and, and Gary's going to join us uh, here in, in the stage. And, and we're going to uh, discuss a couple of questions. So I know some of you guys have been asking some questions. So uh, I'm not going to uh, call it Q&A. We're going to call it Q&R, okay? Because I may not have an answer, but I do have a response, okay? So um, <laughs> is that good? Can I be honest? We're going to have fun, okay? So relax, okay? I'm like, I don't know if I should laugh. Yeah, you can laugh. Totally laugh, man. But before, I want to set up the stage with something that... Uh, God has put in my heart for a minute. Can we do that for a second? I just want to set up the stage to, to what we're going to dive into here in a minute. But I want to ask you something. How is your soul doing? Oh, Brian, you got deep so quick, bro. Like, um, because I believe this. Um, there's no way. Listen to me, okay? There's no way that you can have a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship, if your soul ain't healthy. And, and, and if you allow me for a second, I want you to take you all the way to, to the beginning of time, to the first time God created humanity and allows us because there is some truth that we can find in here today. And um, I, 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 there's no way, okay? There's no way that that we can jump in or like some of you guys like, hey, Brian, it's too, it's too, it's too, um, too late. I'm already dating somebody. But I want to illuminate a couple of things in order for us to actually dive into Really how our soul is doing. And, and my prayer is that God illuminates the gap. That's something I've been praying a lot since the beginning of the year. I said, guys, there's not a lot of things. Change is hard. Can we agree that change is hard? Would you lift up your hand if you believe change is hard? Yeah, and sometimes we can come to church, hear a sermon, and think like, oh, there's so much things that I need to change. 
we walk out and we're like, oh, that's too much change. I don't think I can handle it. We don't change anything. So, so I began to think, oh, maybe what if, what if God doesn't want us to change? What if God just wants us to address some gaps in our lives that are keeping us away from accomplishing where we want to be? So, so, so today I want God to illuminate the gap. I want God to illuminate where is the gap to where you are and where is the gap to that is keeping you away from where you want to be. So, 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 so that is uh, before, in, be, before sin entered the world, we, I want to guys take you to the Garden of Eden. Oh, man. And it was this, this perfect place in the Garden of Eden. And, and there we can see a couple of things because when I talk about the soul, I talk about soul is the, ess the essence of who you really are. Soul is your eternal life. It's the being, like, it's the, it's the, true, the, the true you. That is your soul. It's who you really are, your eternal self, the real you. And when your soul is not healthy, then you, 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 when I say, how is your soul doing, you know, like some of you guys are like, I don't know, I don't know. You know when your soul is not healthy. And I, and I, I want you to have a healthy soul, okay? So before we jump into all your questions and all oh, you, Brian, you know, how long you've been married and all the cool things, I, I want you to leave this place at least knowing that God wants you to have a healthy soul, okay? Genesis chapter 2 verse 9 in the ESV says this, okay, I'll read it to you. Um, uh, and the Lord God planted a garden in, in the east, and there he put a man whom he had formed. And here's what verse 9 says. And out of the ground the Lord God made a spring up every, every tree that it is pleasant to the side and good for food. Wow. So, so, so there's, there's four things. There's four things I want to give you that God wants you to have a healthy soul, okay? There's four areas, okay? Um, and, and the first thing for us to be able to have a healthy soul, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 9, I want you to tell you one thing. God invented pleasure and good food. What does that mean, okay? Uh, if anything, know that the God that created you wants you to enjoy life. And uh, he wants you to have life and life abundantly, okay? And, and so for verse 2, 9, he said, God created a garden and he created good food. Can some of my guys say amen to that? Yeah, amen. Vegan hamburgers, what? That's not from God, I'll tell you what. He created good food. God invented sex, okay? He invented relationships. He made marriage. He, he made it for you. It's, it was his idea all along. When did we begin to think it was God is, is against sex? No, no. So, so, so the first thing in order for us to have a healthy soul, there's, there's something that needs to happen. This is the word rest. One, rest. Enjoying life. Good food. That, that's what, like a healthy soul. Are you resting? How, how's your rest in life? I'm like, bro, I haven't gotten to sleep. I'm not talking about your sleep hours. Talk about your rest. Are you enjoying life? Or you're just walking by life, dragging along, like the battle has been lost. Some of you guys are walking on life like, like just still in the grave. In order for us to have a healthy soul, we, we gotta got rest. Number two, you got a responsibility. Look, Genesis 2, chapter 15, this is where it says, it says this. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Everybody says, work it and keep it. Work it. And keep it. Work it. And keep it. But number two, 
One, number one, rest. Number two, responsibility. In order for us to have a healthy soul, guess what? There's some responsibilities that your life needs. See, God, God, gave, God gave him good food, good stuff, but also he said, hey, you got to work it and keep it. Shut got to work, 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 work. You know, that's, your soul needs rest, but also needs responsibility. Whatever God has put in your hand, you got to work it and you got to keep it. It is good for your soul whenever God gives you a responsibility, okay? That should help some of you girls decide who is not a good man for you. Go laziness. You're like, oh, he's chill back. No, he ain't chill back. He's lazy. Guys, I'm sorry. I should be helping you. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17 says, but a tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you surely will die. So number one, God wants your soul to have rest. God, in order for us to have a healthy soul, there's got to be some, some, some you got to work it, you got to keep it, right? Responsibility. Number three, your soul needs some restrictions. Your soul needs boundaries. Why in the world will good God put a one tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden? Well, let me tell you something. There's another thousands of trees that also he put in there for us to enjoy. But why did he put it well? Because your soul needs boundaries. Your soul needs restrictions. Because it is good for your soul to have restriction. It is good for your soul to have boundaries. It is good for your soul, check this out, to say no. No. Everybody say no. Come on. No. You got to use it more often. You're saying yes to everything. Now wonder why you're so exhausted. And now you're paying the price for it. God gave you a mouth so you can say no too. And when you begin to say no, guess what? Your yes becomes more valuable, my friend. So your soul needs rest. Your soul needs responsibility. Your soul needs restriction. How many of you guys, when you were a kid, you were like, when I'm an adult, I'm going to eat all the candy I want. Come, come on now, I'll be on. How many of you guys said, I, I'm going to watch TV all day, every day? Hey. <laughs> And what happened? You grew up. <laughs> You're like, bro, no, I still want candy, bro. I want to have ice cream all the time. I want candy every day. And then you grow up and then you realize if you do those things, you're not going to like the person you see in the mirror. All right, I'm going to hurry up. Curses, I know Curse is looking at me. He's like, all right, bro, hurry it up. So your soul needs rest. Your soul needs responsibility. Your soul needs restriction. It is good for your soul to say no. Paul says, all things are lawful, but for me, not all things are benefit. So, so here's some questions you got to ask yourself. Are you resting well? Are you working it and keeping it? Are you saying no? Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, this is what it says. This is the last one. And then the Lord God says, it is not good. Come on, say, it is not good. It is not good that the man should be alone. Can anybody say amen, all my men in the house? Come on, give God some praise, my friends. It is not good for men to be alone. Ain't God that good? <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, there's my guy. It is not good. So your soul needs rest. Your soul needs responsibility. Your soul needs restriction. Number four, your soul needs relationship. 
You didn't say amen on the restriction part. Boundaries, what? But when his relationship, oh, that's good, Pastor Brian. You wrote it down in your cell phone. And today, that is what we want to lean into this for Q&A. So we want to lean into the relationships. And I hope that as me and Kirstie share, Gary, you can come up here. Kirstie, you can come up here. Can you give it up for my beautiful bride, Kirstie Megan Chavarri. Um, you can sit here in the middle of And my wonderful, my right-hand man, Garrett. Come on, guys. Give it up for Garrett. Um, so, so for the reminder of our time, that is where we want to lean in. And I hope that Kirsten and I will share our, um, our response. Uh, again, not our answers, our response, right? I, I hope that you are able to learn and to take in some of the dynamics of our family, of our parenting, of our marriage of our relationship, of our singleness, whatever you want to take on, I hope just God, God helps you and blesses you through, through what we've been through. So we, we, we don't know it all. We actually uh, had a fight a couple nights ago, but we worked it through and we're still married. Praise God. So, um, but anyways, so Gary, take it on, my guy. All right, guys. Check, one, two. All right, we got some good questions. I already looked through them. So uh -oh. you guys ready? Nope. Yes, you should be. Start off, I'm going to do like an Instagram one, and I'm going to do like one of the ones written down. All right. First one, pretty simple. What are some major red flags when it comes to dating? Dang. I thought you were going to ask <laughs> me, hey, how long you been married? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, nine years. Oh. You want to say it first? I'll say one. Uh, uh, um, it, it, one of the biggest red flags is that does this person align to your spiritual life? That this person believes what you believe. Because if not, that's a major red flag, guys. Because listen, girls, oh, my gosh, but he has potential, Pastor Brian. Mm. Red flag. Red flag. It is, it is very easy for someone to pull you down than for you, somebody to put, for, than for you to pull somebody up. My mom said that earlier. And she was like, my dad puts, he sat up in a chair and he was like, all right, Brian, what are you going to do? Is it easy for somebody to pull you down or somebody to pull you up? So you got to make sure that at least this person believes what you believe. Because if you marry this person, you want this person to lead you. If it's a man, you want this, this girl to, to, to support you. You want to pray together. So you make sure like you believe equally the same. Yeah, I was going to say close to the same thing. Also, Brian didn't tell me I was doing this till an hour ago. So no, that's not a lie. Garrett <laughs> knows that this is a lie. You're in church. You can't lie like hey, that. There you go. Listen, Lord forgive true. her. It's true. But I was going to say the same thing. If you have, a, you have your values, each person has different values. You have different things that, that, you, that you value and you hold dear to you. And if, if you're dating somebody or you're attracted to somebody that doesn't hold those values, then I would say that's a red flag as well. And also this, the girls, if I speak to you, if this person does not respect your boundaries, it's a red flag too. All right, next one. <laughs> this is a funny one. Well, it's not really a funny one, but it'd be a funny one for you. For me? Yeah. All right, brother, bring it in. I know, I know the topic. Does God call some people to be single their whole life? <laughs> Was that your question? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it used to. It used to be. It used to be. <laughs> it used to be. Shout oh. out Sarah Ashley. Sarah Ashley. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah Ashley. You deliver, my man. Can we give it up for Sarah Ashley, everybody? That's woo, Gary. woo, woo, woo. That's Gary's girlfriend. She, she, helped, she, she, she helped all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't know. You want to answer that? All right. I, if, you, if the desire of your heart is to be single, then be single. But there is no way on earth that if your desire of your heart is to get married, that God will say, no, I'm calling you to singleness. No, like your heart uh, aligns to the desires of God's heart, especially when it comes to marriage. God did not said Adam and Eve, hey, go pray. He said God and multiply. God, God, God blessed it. God, God encouraged it. So, so uh, like I said, uh, the idea of somebody calling to singleness because a lot of people that are like, I'm not called to singleness is more like, is this person going to keep me out from accomplishing my God-given calling? Well, yes, if you're expecting this person to, to complete you. But if this person, this person is not supposed to complete you, my friend. It's a compliment. Does that make sense? It's a hundred. You cannot expect I preach on it last year, last 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 Thursday. It's it's a it's a hundred a hundred. It's not fifty fifty. That's not marriage. So so this person is gonna compliment your life. It's gonna push you to be better. And I believe marriage is the. I, I had a talk earlier it was, uh, with Ethan Hall in my office. <coughs> marriage is the perfect example. It's a God. It's is the perfect showcase to a broken world of God's love for humanity. This is a showcase of what how much God loves. This is what this is what He used to show a broken world what love truly is. So, if, yeah, I don't believe God. If, if you want to be single, then yeah, sure. But if if you if you don't want to be single, God, there's no way God is calling you to singleness. He He created you with a desire. It is not good for men to be alone. We just read it. So, Kirsty, anything? Nope, you covered it. (laughs) This is another one relating to singleness. It says, why am I single? Why do I constantly push people away because of my past? Dang, this question. Uh, I would say (laughs) you're pushing people away because of your past, and that's an insecurity that you're holding onto from your past. And so I would say that that um, instead of focusing on dating, instead of focusing on finding somebody, you should be focusing on healing the insecurity from the past. <laughs> she, I told you guys she was good. Um, yeah, I agree with Kirsty 100%. I'm with you, baby. Thanks. Awesome. This one's a little bit lighter. On a lighter note, what are some good date ideas if, is this if you're if you're dating, right? Or if you're, you're dating, married. yes. Well, I have, I mean, I have some good ones when you're married. All right. <laughs> you're like, bro, we don't like kissing her, Brian. I don't know, baby. Date ideas? We don't really do a lot of date. We eat Chick Fil A on a date. We ate Chick Fil A for Valentine's Day. Save so much money. Yeah. All of you guys are broke. I can see all of y'all's faces, bro. Like, and she's not even here. <laughs> Never mind. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? <laughs> Dating Any, ideas? Anything? Yo, I don't know. Like, I don't think you should go all out, guys. Like, I think dating is a perfect time. For, like, create a space for you guys to know each other. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, we can get so caught up on doing, 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 and at the end of the day, you don't even know who you went on a date on. So, like, create some space, create some time for conversation. There's no, there's not so much you can talk whenever you're doing and you're doing. So, I think the best things that we do is, like, when we create a space for us to talk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever that means for you. I don't know, like a picnic. Uh, like, I don't know, like. <laughs> We talked to somebody earlier that said they spent so much money on their first date that they now have set themselves up for failure on in their relationship. 
Yeah, not. Just, uh, yeah. He <laughs> may or may not my, be in the sound booth. Really. Hey, listen. I think you should build yourself from the ground. So start slow. Like some of you guys are shooting yourself in the foot and you're going all the way to Epic. And then like the next day you're trying to get her to Barbaritas. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> like start, to start here and make yourself go, go all the way up. Does that make sense? Like don't spend a grand, man. He's broke now. All right, gotta, this question. We got to take an offering after him for Matt. Take an offering for <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> this is a bold question right here. It's not what you think it is. I'm going to read it word for word. Can you tell all the single guys to stand up so I know my options? All right. You all heard right. it. All the guys, stand Woo! up. Stand up. Woo! Here we Woo! go. Woo! Woo! Oh my gosh, girl, there's so many options. There's a lot of them in here. All right, pick. <laughs> I like I like my guys. Guys, I love you guys. I got you. Y'all are going to be married before you graduate. I got you. If you notice, Avery stayed up after everybody sat down. He, he Avery, stand up again. <laughs> everybody, Avery. <laughs> Avery Brooke. Oh, All right, this funny. One's, here we go. A little more, getting a little more serious. Oh, right. gosh. We enjoy the lighter ones. <laughs> Do we need to set spiritual boundaries in dating relationships? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. If, if so, what kind of boundaries? Um, well, you know, spiritual boundaries, I don't think you should pray alone. Right. I think, uh, Kirsty, can you explain a little bit more into this? But, like, prayer is a, it's a very powerful thing. Okay, prayer is the closest thing to sex you can ever do. It creates soul ties. So you got to be very careful with, with prayer. I'm not saying don't pray together. If you're dating, yeah, pray for one another. But make sure that there's no, there's, there's some powerful that happens when you pray alone by yourself. It's a, it's a very dangerous territory. Yep. I just think of like the um, like Jewish people when they go to pray, they rip their clothes off. And it's so intimate to them. It's so passionate to them that that's. That's how they feel their passion is, is by talking to God. And so um, praying together, I would definitely say, I'm not saying don't pray for the other person, but definitely praying alone together, that's a very intimate thing to do. And I would say. Yeah. And boundaries also, boundaries doesn't mean like th doing things that will keep you away or like, oh, we shouldn't do that. Also boundaries, like we are going to do it. Does that make sense? So coming to church, uh, investing in your relationship, putting yourself in a community, those are creating some boundaries within your relationship that are non-negotiable, non-negotiable, just to, to get it, to make each other better, right? So I've seen so many people come into this ministry, find a relationship, and then leave because they came looking for it. And then they go out and then destroy their, their lives because they took the very thing that was keeping them together. So there's, you know, creating boundaries is not avoiding a lot of things. Sometimes it's adding things that are going to make your relationship a bit better. Does that make sense? This one's really good, too, um, kind of along those lines. It says, as a boyfriend, I know it's not my job to lead my girlfriend yet, but what are some ways I can encourage her and help her grow in a relationship with God? I guess from a guy's perspective, your job is not to lead her, but your job is to nurture her. Does that make sense? So, like, there's there's a difference between you trying to lead her to do. A lot of a lot of times is, and that carries all the way through your marriage, all the way through your parenting. Because I never came into my marriage saying, "I'm gonna lead you." Now you listen to me, right? 
it is, it's, that's not the way leadership works. If you ever take it back to, to, to what Jesus says, hey, what, what is a good leader? What serves, right? Gives. Leadership is not saying this is what we're going to do. Leadership is showing. Does that make sense? It's proving yourself worth of following. So if before you try to lead somebody, how about you lead yourself? So, uh, and before you lead yourself, how have you followed somebody? Because there's no way on earth you can be a leader if you are not first a follower. Jesus himself, right, the greatest leader of all times. The disciples were followers before they were leaders. So some of you guys want to lead without knowing what following means. So, so maybe, maybe that's, that's the question is, no, I'm trying to lead my girlfriend. It's like, hey, how good am I following so Jesus and following my authority? So... And there's a difference in encouraging and leader, leading somebody. You can encourage her all the time. Hey, how's it going with you? How's your walk with God? How's this going? Um, that's encouragement. But, but stepping in as a leader in a dating relationship is different. It's very, it's very dangerous because what basically you're doing is you're skipping the seasons. Does that make sense? If you're dating, date. If you're engaged, be engaged. If you're married, be married. If you're friends, be friends. Don't be friends with benefits, right? I'm saying so, like, don't skip the seasons. There is beauty to it in every single season. And if you skip a season, you always regret what you skipped. That's good. All right. Thank you, bro. Going into the marriage. What is your best advice when preparing for marriage? (laughs) I almost choked with my peppermint. My best advice for, yeah, you got to take that one. Preparing for marriage? I would say, oh, man, that one's a hard question. I would say just have fun with each other. Like, if you're not friends and y'all can't just have fun together, then I don't know if you're ready to be married to them every single second of every single day, you know? If you can't take on life's challenges together and still have fun in the midst of it, then I'm not sure. I, I think a good question I hope I get it straight. Because marriage is messy. It is hard work. So my question in preparation for your marriage is this. Are you willing to stick through the mess? Hear this out. I heard it earlier. I read it. I, I was just listening and reading stuff. Because I knew you guys were going to ask some hard questions. But there's a message in the mess. And if you're, willi- if you're not willing to, to go through the mess, you will never get the message. Does that make sense? We went through a mess a couple nights ago, but there was a message behind that it made our marriage better. Does that make sense? But it had to us be willing to go through the mess. So in preparation for marriage, just expect a lot of mess because marriage is messy. But there's a message in the mess. Does that make sense? And there's beauty whenever you figure that out. It, it strengthens within your marriage. So. All right. Next one. It says, when dating... What if you are not equally yoked as a non-believer believer? Red flag, leave him. Leave her. I'm sorry, guys. Like, literally, you're going through, go through things that you were not supposed to go. You're carrying, you're going to carry things that you're not supposed to carry. And ultimately, it's going to destroy you. So, if you're willing to go through it, well, it will do, you know. But I will, I will... Before you're dating them, how about you encourage them? And once they figure their lives out, because there's no way. I, I, I don't think you should date somebody that is 
doesn't believe what you believe. That is just a very red flag. And that's my personal opinion. If you want to go through it, go through it. I'll pray for you. And I will be here for you. But that's just my, in my personal experience. So, All right. Here we go. Prepare yourself for this one. Ooh. What does the Bible say about masturbation? Is it a sin? Absolutely. I think masturbation is, it, it's, um, it's an addiction that you're, you're trying to, I know everybody's like, Ugh. You're, you're trying to supply a need that is not supposed to be supplied by yourself. And that God created sex and God created it to be a beautiful thing between a man and a woman. And when that happens, it's the most beautiful thing you'll ever do. Trust me, it's the most beautiful thing you'll ever do. Um, but yes, I, I agree. My, uh, I believe with all my heart that masturbation is a sin and you should stop that. And instead of, um, instead of trying to release something in your body that you're trying to release, it put back the presence of God and allow him to fill you up. Because what masturbation does fills your emotions, fills your feelings. So allow God to be the one that fills into the gaps. That you're trying to do by yourself. And also, I think if you if that is something that you're struggling with, I think you should seek um, help, seek a mentor, Absolutely. seek somebody that could help you through that. Yeah, it, it it is. Don't don't you ever think that it's the end that you're the only one. There's a lot of people that struggle, but there's a a lot of people that have overcome it. So there's hope. You're not gonna be addicted to that thing your entire life. Okay. So I agree 100% with Kirsty. If you need to talk to somebody, talk to me. Talk to, I'm not going to judge you. Trust me, I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to walk you with you through it. Is that good? All right. Oh, because also masturbation creates a different reality of what sex is supposed to look like. Does that make sense? It's, it's lying to yourself, and then you're going to expect your, your wife to supply that need, and you're going to be totally messed up because... Because I know that when you're masturbating, you're watching porn, that's, that's, that's fake. It's not real. And ultimately, it's going to hurt your marriage. It's not going to help it. I know you, like I said yesterday, marriage is going to expose your mess. It's not going to fix it. That's good. All right, we'll stay on that train of thought. What is the difference between the world's view of sex and God's view of sex? You need to watch our uh, his and her series from last year. <laughs> yeah, I think the world portrays a, a totally different view of sex than what the Bible and what God actually created. I think that um, the world makes this um, fantasy of 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 things that are are really not real, and um, sex is such an intimate thing. And I think the world makes it instead of an intimacy, they make it just an attraction. It's so much physically that it is so much spiritually. And, and the intention for God to, to, to be intimate with one another is for our, to, to be united with one person. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to judge. No, I know that we all have our lives and we all have our testimonies. But sex is like fire, right? It's like fire. If you don't contain the fire, come burn houses, right? Fire is a very, but, but also fire is a beautiful thing when it's contained, right? So when God created sex, he also created the boundary, which is marriage. Does that make sense? So because fire can warm a house, right? Fire can light up some, some dark places, but it can also burn if it's not contained. 
So God created sex, which is a beautiful thing. He wants us to enjoy it. He wants you to enjoy it. Think about that. Go, go and multiply. <laughs> like, go, Adam, come up. Get it done. But he also gave the boundary within it, right, which is marriage. And, and when, whenever you put that boundary within it, it's the most beautiful thing you will ever do in your life, my friend. Very beautiful thing. I think you kind of just answered this question, but this question says, does attraction keep growing in marriage? Attraction. I don't know. You tell me. I mean, I'm so attracted to you, so I guess so. Are you? Yeah. Are you still into Hispanic people? Yes. All right. <laughs> um, but there's a difference between attraction and reality, right? So, like, I think, like, I think it, uh, the, the first six, seven months of your marriage is going to be the best things, okay, guys? I'm just preparing you. This is the best things. But there's going to be a time where, like, uh, attraction is not enough. And you will, you will know that very quickly, okay? If you're, if you're marrying somebody because they're cute and that's the foundation of your marriage, then you are into for failure because uh, marriage shouldn't be. I believe, yes. I mean, I preached it last, last, last week. And uh, I believe, yes, you should be attracted to your spouse, okay? Don't marry anybody ugly, you know? But, like, <laughs> what? I mean, you got to be attracted to the person you're dating. I'm not saying what. Uh, you define what that means to you, right? <laughs> I, I know what beauty is and, you know, brownie points. And now we'll redeem them <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> I love you, babe. Uh, but if attraction is the foundation of your marriage, <laughs> if, uh, if attraction is foundational to your marriage, then you're in for a big old, big old trouble. So it sh it sh you shouldn't be just attracted. There's got to be more things that, that make you. There's more things that when I, when I look at Christian, we're fighting. There's certain things in me that I need to go back into my heart and remember why I married this woman. Does that make sense? And it goes to like, it goes to when she was holding that baby in the mission field. And I was like, dang, that girl's hot. But also she loves the Lord. And then she loves the people around her. So I, I fell in love by the way she loved people and how much she gave herself out. Like, if curse is on your side, I bet you she'll be on your side for the rest of your life. And she's going to have your back. And she's going to be with you. And she's going to pray for you. She's, gonna, she's a person that goes all out. It's, it's all out or not at all. So, like, and that's what made me fall in love with her. And that's why like, I have to be reminded all the time. When I'm like, when, when she's driving me absolutely insane, when she's driving me crazy, to know the person I fell in love with. Love you. Thank you. You want a kiss? No. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Okay. Here's a good one. Is it a good idea to spend the night at my boyfriend or girlfriend's house? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> sure. I mean, no. <laughs> Um, you're just setting yourself up for failure. If you are spending the night and, and you're not feeling something during something the night. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> there is something wrong with you. There's something wrong. And I would question that. So I just think that if that's what you're doing, you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh, Pastor Brian, we're sleeping in separate beds. Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. Come on. JP Preclude, one of my favorite pastors, says, like, if you can... Stay in the same bed as your as your boyfriend or girlfriend, like, and not do anything. I, he questions if you actually like that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, that's true. So, guys, we're guys. As soon as a person touch your your hands, I know what's going on in your head. 
So there's no way on earth that you're like, oh, if I stay, I'll be good. No, you're not. You're, you're, you've got to put boundaries in your relationships. If you're not willing to put boundaries in your relationship when you're dating, guess the boundaries that whenever you're, how in the world will you tell your kid not to do things that you did? Think about that. How are you going to tell my guy or you're, when, if, you, if you're a girl, how are you going to tell your daughter not to go and sleep at her boyfriend's house if you yourself didn't do it? With what authority are you going to say it? Think about that. My guys over there, your daughters, your beautiful daughters you're going to have one day. How are you going to tell her not to go to sleep with the guy when you were the guy? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you smiling like that? I just swallowed peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> I was so passionately speaking that as I went through. All right. Are you guys enjoying this? Yeah, you guys good? Yeah. yeah I'm good. Good. All right, we'll, we'll lighten things up a little bit. What's the best date that y'all have ever been on? All time. Dating, marriage, best date. You're going to have to answer that one. <laughs> we don't go on dates often. It's yeah. not like we do it. You should, and that's something we need to work on. But we just enjoy sitting by the couch. I mean, those are my favorite nights. Like, we just sit on the couch, we watch TV, we snuggle, and, you know, but... But there's something that they're like, <laughs> what happens, happens after. But, you know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, love. I'm just, I'm just Latino, you know what I'm saying? So like. Our first date, we went to, Chick I mean, to KFC. Okay, and she paid for it, guys. I was we got that chicken bucket. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. That's our first, I think I think our favorite time, our best part, our best time we had together was uh, during when we were in Israel. I think we had one of the best times together in Israel, just uh, getting to to see things. Uh, for me, it was like a highlight that we've ever done is going to Israel together. It was great. Awesome. All right, here we go. Actually, this one's not too juicy. This one says, um, "What are some good signs when in dating that?" Like you can tell that they're the, your futures. I can't talk right now. What are some good signs in dating that you can tell that they are your future spouse? Or the one you should be with? I think during the friendship side and during the dating side, watch her how she acts around her friends. So it does give you a little bit of, not, not around her parents, not around her people that she wants to how does she date in community? How, how does she talk to her friends? How does, she, how does he talk to his best friends? Because the way he talks to his best friends is the way he's going to talk to you when he gets comfortable with you. So you watch some of the signs that you, like, you know, like, he can be a totally jerk with your friends, totally shoot with you. But guess what? One day, at some point in your life, he's going to be that jerk that you're looking at and trying to avoid paying attention to. That's when you find out their true value, like what they really value, is yeah. when they're around the most, the people they're the most comfortable with. And that's what community and friendship, it's so important in your dating. If you cannot date in community, if you cannot spend time as being friends and you're trying to rush a friendship part of it, guys, it's during the friendship where you find a lot of things about the person you're going to date and you're going to marry one day. Good. All right, here we go. What if I feel as though God's plan for me includes being on my own? Is that my own pain or is that God's? How can I tell? God, dog. 
And if you have a question, come talk to me. I'd love to pray for you. I just don't know. Like, I just don't think, like, in God. I, I know, like, probably whoever you ask a question, probably your dating experience has been pretty pretty bummed down, pretty terrible, and, and I'm sorry. Right? So I know, like, it's taken a lot of failures. You've seen a lot of people get married. You want to be one of those people. But be patient. Don't try to rush it. Maybe you're so worried. You're so worried about what's going to happen that you're missing what's today. So, like, enjoy today. Enjoy the friendships. Enjoy. There are certain things that you can do alone that you're not doing that one day when you're dating, you're going to regret doing. You know, you're going to look back at your life and you go, why didn't I do that when I was single? Well, now you're married with 10 kids. You know what I'm saying? So you're so worried about marriage, 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 marriage that, you, that you're, you're missing the singleness part, which is also a beautiful thing. It's a season in your life where you get to find who you are. So don't, you're so worried about the future, man. Like, they let God take care of you. Don't you think he knows what's best for you? All right. This one's about communication. Oh, no, no, that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to lie to you right now. <laughs> Is it more important to communicate well or to be honest? <laughs> oh. I mean, if you're communicating well, then you should be being honest. Yeah, there's no way you can compromise there's that. There's no way you can yeah. compromise Maybe that. It's like um, if you're married and your wife asks you if you're fat, should you say yes? Or if she's fat, should you say yes or should you lie to her? If you're married, you should be honest. Yeah. If you're dating, you should, you, there's ways that you can go around it. <laughs> No, babe, you're not fat, but you should stop going to McDonald's for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was fat once and nobody told me, and I was very upset. I told you. Yeah, she used to tell me, Brian, you need to go to the gym. You're comfortable. But I was nice. I was very nice. I used to buy people food all the time. I wish we had a slide of fat Brian. We don't. <laughs> I never Brian. knew fat Brian. He was nice. He, yeah. he would have been the nicest boss. <laughs> Don't know who that oh, yeah, is. Yeah, no, yeah. All right. So here's a good one. What should we do if we've been dating for a while but have crossed serious boundaries? Put boundaries now. Mm-hmm. Quick. It's never too late to put boundaries. No. I think if you know now that you've crossed the boundaries and you feel convicted, that's a good sign, and it's, it's time to put the boundaries up. Here's your steps. Ready? One, ask forgiveness to God and to each other. Number two, get people to hold you accountable because what the enemy is going to do is he's going to come and lie to you and he's going to say, oh, well, you already crossed the boundary. You can do it again. You can do it again. You can do it again. And all you're going to be in this trap, in this trap, in this trap. So if that's you guys, God is not fully mad at you. He's not angry at you. He wants to forgive you, but there's forgiveness. For whenever you, Repentance means I'm sorry and I'm not going to do it again. That's true repentance. If you're like, I'm sorry, and then you do it. So there are certain steps. That's for forgiveness and get yourself some people to hold you accountable and be vulnerable. It's good. Vulnerability brings healing, and that's what your soul needs. So just remember that people are impressed by your perfection, but they're moved by your vulnerability. So you're not going to hurt anybody. You're going to connect with people better. So we don't judge you here. We love you. It's okay. Awesome. All right. This one says, I've been on a few dates with this guy. How do I tell if he's a man worth pursuing? Is he cute? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like. If you've been on a few dates already, then you should know a little bit about him, right? 
And so I think then you would know, okay, you line up, you're lining up well with what I believe in and with what my values are, so I'm going to continue to go on dates with you. I think, I think you should know by the third date if, if they line up with what you believe. What are, yeah. what are like some characteristics, though, that you could like look for in a man? Does he respect you? Does he honor you? Does, does he want the best for you? You know, like, or, or is he in it for himself? You know, he's just trying to fill up a gap with you. He's trying to use you. So there's certain things that you can know very, very, like, God gives us discernment, okay? And, and if you avoid the discernment because you're trying to pursue your feelings, then, you know. And also, too, don't rush it. Don't rush it, like, oh, by the third day, I need to, like, don't rush it. Like, chill out a little bit, you know? Like, don't go by the, what the world says. Oh, but the fifth day, you got to be engaged. What? You know what I'm saying? So, like, go and get to know each other. Get, you know, have fun. Enjoy it. You, you're in such a beautiful time in your life, and all of you guys are stressing out about what's coming and you're missing right now. Just enjoy it. Get to know each other. If you don't know fully yet, keep getting to know him. If he's not, then leave him. Pretty easy, right? Two more, right? Two more. Two more? Yeah, two more. Pick three. Find some good ones. All right. This one's kind of along those same lines. What are some important questions to ask on a fir first date? How long, how many girls have dated, he dated? Right? I think that's important. I came in clean with you. Kirsty was my first girlfriend and the only one. Lying. That's a lie. You're the pastor. You lied earlier too, so I had one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Noah, I love you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, what are the questions that you need? What, what, what are the questions What are some again? important questions to ask on a first date? Ask them what they believe. Ask them what, you know, like, like what's, what's their routine? Ask them, ask them how much money he makes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Relax. I know. You're in, some of you guys are just getting a job. I don't know. What, because this is such a hard question because what's important to you may not be important to me. You know what I'm saying? That there are certain things that you want in your life and there are certain things that you want to accomplish in your life. It's such a, so, so you've got to ask questions that line up to what you believe and what you want. There's no way on earth that you can ask me to help you ask, there's, you know, like what do they believe about God? You know, what is their daily routine? Those things. But if you want in a specific thing, then go be a straightforward. Go, sh you know. Don't hold anything back. So that's my answer. All right. Last one. Okay. We're going to end on a bang. Uh-oh. Here we go. My kids are here, Gary, so watch Oh, it. gosh. <laughs> yeah, take them, yeah, out. Take take them out, out for a minute. I love you guys. You are the best. Love you. It's really, it's really not that bad. Bye, we love each other. That's why you are here. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Know, here we go. You ready? Love. Why does God care about my sex life? Because he invented because he it for your it. pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like, he invented it for you to enjoy it. Like, sex is not a bad thing, guys. It's an awesome thing. I grew up knowing, like, my parents talked openly with me. And I was just like, man, sex is awesome. And I couldn't wait to get married. And I, 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 I'll tell you what, it is awesome. So why does God care? It's because he invented it. 
That's why he cares, okay? The world did not invent it. The world disturbed it. The world manipulated it. The world, uh, the world changed it. And they are telling you that their way is the best way. It is not the best way. Trust me. You're getting a, a in a shoe way, okay? All the shoe guys, you'll know this. You're getting a basic shoe against a Nike off-white shoe type of thing. Does that make sense? You're either getting a piece of cake. What do you want? You want a piece of cake or you want the whole cake? If you want a piece of cake, keep doing what the world says. If you want the whole cake, align yourself to what the Bible says, and you will enjoy the whole cake. I know I'm enjoying it, and it's awesome. So that's what I said. Why, love? <laughs> Took you a second? Well, babe, because marriage is the very thing that is going to set you up for success. And it is, whenever you, you experience that, guys, you will never, you will, ne you will understand what, what it was all about. So, he wants you to have an awesome life. So, and he wants you to have a good relationship. Is that good? All right, guys, let's stand up. I want to pray for y'all. Can we get out for Gary? Kirsty, would you stay here with me? We'll pray for them. Can we get out for Gary, everybody? Before I pray for you, I just want to tell you how much I'm grateful for you, man. I'm grateful for what you do for this ministry. And we will not be where we are without you. So I'm, I'm grateful for you and your leadership in our lives and, and what you bring to this ministry. So I believe that the best is yet to come for your life. And thank you for being my guinea pig in a lot of these questions. So, uh, anyways, would you put your hands just um, up towards heaven and just to know that, that God is here and he is for you. He wants you to have the best relationship. Look at me when I say this, okay? He wants you to have what your heart desires. There is no way on earth. There is no way on earth that that He will create. He will make you. That that He will that He will form you for you to be miserable. More than anybody. More than me. More than your. More than you. God wants it for you. You understand that. And whether you're dating, whether you're single, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, know that God's ha God has your best interest at hand. And that he is for you. He is in you. And he is with you. You believe that? Just put your hands out right here. And now me and Kirstie, we're going to pray for you and your relationships. And Lord, we come uh, humbly to you, God, tonight. And I thank you for every person that is in this room, Lord. God, more than, more than anybody, I believe with all of my heart that you have brought them here tonight, God. And as we stand and as they stand, God, with their arms wide open, Lord, to receive something, I pray, God, the authority that you've given me through your Holy Spirit, God, me and Christ, we pray blessings in their lives, God, tonight. I pray you bless their relationships, God. You know exactly where they are. You know that some of them have been trying and trying to find the one. And Father, but some of them, God, you're trying to be the one. Lord, so I, I pray, God, that this empty space that they feel in their hearts, God, by being single, by that they've been lied to by the enemy, thinking that they're going to be by themselves forever, God, and I believe with all my heart that's not true. 
but you do want them to become a better person, God. So I pray that you will bless in this time of singleness, that they will, they will begin, Lord, to, to just find who, who you are and who you want them to be. Lord, I also pray for those who are dating, God. I pray that you will bless their dating, God. I pray that you will bless their lives. I pray, God, that as they're getting and pursuing and taking steps towards, towards marriage, God, and towards sin, if this is something that you want them to do, God, I pray that you open the, he the heavens for them, God. I pray you'll bring them clarity. I pray you'll bring them wisdom. I pray that you will bring them peace, God. And I ask you with all of my heart, Lord, that... You will just pour out your presence unto them, Lord. So, God, what you did for me and Kirsty, God, I pray you will do it for them, God. I remember single bride, Lord, looking for answers, looking for, for, for somebody, and you sent me my beautiful bride, God. And I pray that the same thing will happen to them, God, that, that you will begin to form such a beautiful marriage as God and out of this place to showcase how love, how much love you have for humanity, God. We love you. We're grateful. I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe that the best of the relationships are yet to come. I believe for those who are waiting, you will bring the right person right next to them, God. And I, and I thank you in advance for that, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, it's um, so true. Just like Brian said, that if our relationship is not right with God, none of our relationships on this earth can be right. And see... We as sinful people, we have sin in our life. Our sin separates us from holy, righteous God. God's holy and righteous. He can't look upon sin. He can't be in the presence of sin because he is holy and righteous. And our sin separates us from God, eternal separation from God. But that broke God's heart that he couldn't be in relationship with each and every one of you. It broke his heart so much that he sent Jesus Christ onto this earth where Jesus lived a sinless life, something I couldn't do for 10 minutes. And while Jesus was on this earth, he performed miracles. He healed people. He preached. He taught. He was put on a cross. The sinless Lamb of God was put on a cross. He did nothing wrong. And see, he wasn't a, a victim. He was a volunteer. He wanted to go to the cross for your sake. And on the cross, God poured all his holy wrath, his holy righteousness, his judgment onto Jesus Christ for your sake, for your sins and my sins. And the great news is he was put in a grave, but three days later, he rose again. And he's the only way we can be made right with holy God, sinful man reconciled with holy God. I'm going to say a prayer in a, in a few seconds. And if you want to accept Christ into your life, if you want to place your faith in the work of Christ, I want you to repeat this prayer. And this prayer is not a magical prayer that gets you into heaven. This prayer is you placing your faith, saying, God, I can't make it on my own. I can't do this on my own. I need your sacrifice. I need you to make me clean. So if you want to say that prayer, y'all bow your heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, I acknowledge that I'm a sinful man. I acknowledge that I'm a sinful woman, Lord. I know my sin separates me from you. But God, I know that Jesus was sent on this earth and he took my place. He took my punishment on the cross. 
God, I place my faith in that. I promise to follow you the rest of my life and turn from my old sinful ways.